And welcome back to Bite Size Sports. We have a supersized episode for you today. The whole gang is here. Look at this. It's glorious. I'm having, I'm beside myself with happiness. So to start things off, let's say hi to Sean first. Sean B., how we feeling? Feeling good, brother. Happy to see you dudes and uh, get to chop it up with the squad, the, the founding fathers, originators. <laughs> I like it, dude. Feels good, man. OGBS right here. And it's only fitting. It, it is only fitting that one of the original members of Bite Size Sports took home the fantasy football crown in the Bite Size Football Fantasy Football League. And that is Nate. Nate, uh, <laughs> floor is yours, I guess. Well, I just got to say, I celebrated my victory with getting drunk off my winnings <laughs> and uh took it on the uh, on the back of cd lamb mon st brown and christian mccaffrey hey you know what that was a good it was a good squad nate pulled it together as as your commissioner of that league i will say i'm incredibly disappointed in myself but i won a league so i you know back to back fantasy football champion here look I, I, I want you guys at home to know that i so dominated nate's other league that he disbanded after one season all right <laughs> one and done i'm the only champion that league will ever have i might have only beaten Nate by half a point in the championship but every other game was domination all right absolute and utter domination and uh, we, we almost had a trifecta. Actually, at one point when we were setting up this episode, we thought we were going to have three champions on the pod today because at one point, Sean B., and I, I hate to, I don't, I don't want to bring it up as a way to like, you know, rub it in, but I think it's, you deserve some of your credit too. At, at one point this year, you were a fantasy football champion, but those damn stat corrections and, uh, this is not an ad for Sleeper, by the way. Far from it. But, yeah, Sleeper not being able to correct the stats in the right time. I, I still don't understand what happened or how it happened. But Sean B. went from champion to, I think, third place in a league. So, hey, I'm t- bite-sized fantasy coming to you in 2023. You might want to subscribe. You'll probably win you some money. Man, it's, yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. I, I must say I've never experienced uh, – something quite like that like honestly i mean i've lost games to point corrections before but for it to be like four days after i done advanced to a, the champ you know the championship round and then won the championship round only to have it stripped from me for like a fraction of a point that's i think that's the part that hurt the most too it wasn't even a full point dude he beat me by like 0.35 points or some stupid shit so it was rough but uh What's fair is fair. He did technically beat me, even though it was a late victory, um, way into the last round victory. But it is what it is, man. There's always next year. And, uh, you know, I, I was a little salty. I think Nate said it best. Uh, great salt lake didn't have nothing on my saltiness. He did say that in the chat. It did make me laugh for what it's worth. But, but uh, yeah, man, it's it, it, was, it sucked. But, you know. It's what's done is done, and if anything gives me more motivation for next year, so dudes better watch out, bro. Uh, 
absolutely. We're coming. You, you know what's funny, Sean, is I bugged I bugged the league commissioner like three or four times about it because he wasn't responding. Just because I didn't want you to have the satisfaction of of actually winning. <laughs> Damn, Nate, that's fucked, but okay. Breaking news, Jesus. folks. Breaking news on the Bite Size Sports Podcast. It's I funny, I actually oh, did. I didn't know that, though, because Nate, it's funny because, like, Brian did say something to me. He's like, yeah, so far, Nate's the only one that's hit me up about it. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn. What the ah, fuck, Nate? So, but it, Nate. it's all good, man. It is what it is. Like, I mean, to be honest, the dude did definitely beat me, so it would have been kind of fucked up if I did take it all home and, you know, didn't technically win. I wouldn't have felt good about that, to be honest. It would have been kind of shitty, so I don't, it all worked out. I don't but, know what the stat correction was that it fixed it, but um, I don't – either of you – Neither of you have won that league, right? Otherwise, no. Uh, no, no, no. no. You, I was, you to be holding, honest, dude, you I was fraudulently holding on to my championship, Nate. You, you <laughs> have my title, but that's okay. We don't need to talk about it right now. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a very good league, and for those who don't know, it's an IDP auction league, which. Uh, I got surprisingly some love for on Twitter because I saw someone talking about how IDP leagues don't get enough love. And I quote tweeted it saying, not only is IDP the best version of fantasy football, but an IDP auction league is the primo choice. The only thing that can make it better, honestly, would if it had some, I don't know, maybe some dynasty elements. We do have the keepers in play in that league now, which makes it interesting. But man, I tell you what, I'm having a blast in the in the bite size sports dynasty fantasy football league which you too if if at any point you become interested spots will be opening up and those of you listening at home you can reach out to me dm me kev nevick twitter bite size sports twitter uh reach out to me we would love to fill our league in fact i wouldn't be i am willing to commission a listeners only league for next year if you all are here for it but in the meantime Spots are going to open up, not in very likely not in the traditional bite-sized sports football league. Like That's pretty locked in, pretty wire shut. But I did a dynasty league full of Randys in Sleeper this year. The only member, I believe, our uh, student assistant, Dino, the Dino man, he, uh, he is currently in the bite-sized fantasy league. But other than that, it's just a bunch of Randys, so I'm happy to kick them out for the likes of you. Uh, especially the guy who beat me and knocked me out in the semifinals, but that's neither here nor there. Also, hey, got Joe Burrow and Justin Fields at quarterback in that dynasty league, so I don't know, man. If you if you join, send me an offer because uh, I have an abundance of riches. But we – fantasy football. You know, we're great at fantasy football here at Bite Size Sports, and we're not shy to tell you about it. But another thing that – is new at least to Sean and I, that's old hat for the degenerate Nate, uh, is sports betting, sportsbook betting is legal in Ohio. Sean, what's been your take so far? Has it hit your house like crack in the 80s like it has for a lot of poor Ohio folks? It hasn't made it into my household yet, not for a lack of trying. Uh, I did attempt to create an account with DraftKings like two nights ago. I was going to bet on the – Actually, the Pacers and Knicks game. I was going to bet on that. And uh, for some reason, it was giving me grief because, like, my address on my license doesn't match my actual current address. So 
and maybe send a bunch of documentation in. I kept sending the documentation in, but then they just kept sending me emails back asking me to still submit, you know, documentation, but I already had. It was weird. So I didn't end up getting to create the account. Uh, but funny, I think I just got an email while we were on the phone possibly telling me I'm good to go. So maybe I'll be able to bet soon. But um, everyone that I know personally that even has any interest in sports that I know has uh, bet it. So I just seem to be uh, popping off pretty heavy here in Ohio. What about you, Kevin? Same same boat? Yeah, oh, it's, it's hit pretty badly in my circle. Now, I personally – uh, I didn't get as many free bets as everyone else in Ohio did because, well, I also am a degenerate and I already had FanDuel and DraftKings accounts from previous trips to Indiana and stuff like that. So I do have one with MGM that's sitting that I will cash in on that $200 bet, and that'll probably be the last account that I open. But what I have done is I have cashed in on the boosts, the, um, what they're doing, not even necessarily just for – they started just with new users, but now they'll do it just if you're in Ohio, they'll boost. So they're really still trying, uh, which is very sad, right? They're really trying to get people hooked. Like, that's the thing, like a little bit of uh, honesty here, a little bit of transparency. If you have an addictive for addictive behavior, you know, like maybe stay away from sports betting, you know, do it, you know, bet a dollar here, a couple of cents here and there. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I would say be careful. But, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I've got a parlay for you guys if you want. Now, this is all for fun, so don't at me if you lose money on this. But I have been spending a lot of time researching the Chargers-Jaguars matchup coming up tomorrow night at 8 as part of my job over at Stadium Rant. So here's a little same-game parlay I ran up. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it and see if you would take it. So we have – Austin Eckler, anytime touchdown scorer. Austin Eckler, under 50.5 rushing yards. Travis Etienne, over 78.5 rushing yards. And Evan Ingram, over 39.5 receiving yards. Those odds are plus 11.42, so my little $1 wager will pay me 12.43. If I get it, Nate, I'll start with you. What do you think about that bet? You know, I'm not so sure. I'm not very good with the same game parlays, to be honest with you. I just have a straight um, a straight one going for tomorrow. I just picked, um, although I'm kind of concerned I might mess with it and change it because I can cash out my bet right now. But it's, um, well, it's actually for all the games. It's Niners, Bills, Vikings, Bengals, Cowboys, and then I picked Chargers plus five. Okay, why? Who's giving the Chargers five points? You can you can mess with the the line. Oh, I see. I was like, wait a minute, what? That's interesting. Okay, so that's a fun little parlay. I see. That's where we're different. So I don't like to bet the spread. I don't like to bet the outcome. I like to bet the stats. Like I like to bet same game parlays on props because I looking you know so for instance like one of the reasons in another prop that i didn't get to play because he's not available on FanDuel right now but uh gerald everett the chargers tight end tomorrow uh, 8 p.m when they play against the jags check this out so austin eckler leads the chargers with 107 receptions but he's fourth on the team in yards 
Mike Williams is out. And the Jaguars, while they aren't great at corner, they're average. Like, they're averaging, I think it's like 90, their average receiver rating against them. It's pretty decent. But they are 30th in the league, like third to last, in covering tight ends in the passing game. So look out. Gerald Everett, Chargers tight end, take his over. He's going to have a day on Saturday. There, uh, there's no over or under, but there's uh, alternative receiving yards available for him. So I think 25 plus minus 174, 40 plus plus 142, and then, you know, obviously it goes up from there. I would look closely at the 40. 25, I think, is easy money in this game because they uh, – someone's going to have to be open, right? If, if you're, it's playoff football, so one would think, you know, you would exploit the weakness of the other team rather than trying to force feed. And that's the other thing. Chargers don't run the ball well. The Jaguars stop the run very well. That's why I'm taking Eckler on the under at 50. Uh, in week three when these two teams played, um, it was Robinson, not even ETN, carved that defense up for 125 yards. So I very much think that Travis ETN, who's rushed for 1,200 yards this year, can easily get to 79 in this game so but that's where it's fun you know i so i i i think uh if you do it within reason that's what i like i like stringing together those four bets i put them together now my one dollar could turn into twelve dollars but the other thing i like to do which is really skanky sean here you can try this i like to go and look at games that are pretty much a foregone conclusion i can't remember if it's DraftKings or FanDuel that will let you do this but I've been doing it a lot with Premier League football, you know, with some soccer games for those of you in America. And you can bet it'll be like minus 2000 or something. So you bet like $5 to win two cents. But hey, baby, profit is profit. So you can jump in these games. It'll be in like the 88th minute and someone will have a two goal lead and you can just bet for them to win and make the easiest two cents you've ever made in your life. So. You know, there's a long haul to this thing, too. But, Sean, what are you looking at? Are you going to make any bets this weekend If once you get the DraftKings A-OK? I probably will, yeah. If, if, it, if it comes through in time, I'll probably bet on the playoff games this weekend. So, Very cool. Not Very sure cool. what I'm going to bet yet. I'll probably do – I mean, do they have, like, some standard pickums that you can do? So, like, yeah, absolutely. Winners. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have you to, can. like, hit the spreads on them, though? I think you can bet a money line. Yeah, you can just bet a straight. You can just pick a winner. So they'll have some options. And, yeah, once you get in there, man, feel free to reach out to me, and I can. I don't mind talking you through a, a couple of bets. Just uh, don't tell anybody I helped you if you have to sell your house to pay for your addiction. Um, yeah, but, no, it, it's it'll be – it's good. And, and I think that is another thing we're going to look into. So 2023 is the year of expansion here at Bite Size Sports. Those of you who have been watching, you're probably picking up on some of it already. You've seen we've, we've got new – we've got a morning show. We've got a night show. We've got multiple streams. We're doing all kinds of stuff. One of the other things we really want to do is build this community. So uh, we're talking about bets now. I don't know about you two, uh, but I have been initiated into a couple of different – gambling groups now where they share uh, share some bets that they've made so if that is something again if the audience is interested I'd love to talk bets with you and and uh, get get in the mix and, and chat it up so we'll see who is the big money maker this weekend but I think that's a good time to transition into our playoff predictions 
We all filled out a bracket at, what is it, myplayoffbrackets.com. I can't remember the exact name, but it's incredibly user-friendly. I will say that. So uh, before, you know, before we get into our official picks, I'm going to throw this one up first because Nate already backed out of one pick. So we're just going to put his unofficial first taste picks up here because I don't, I don't dislike them, by the way. Um Niners Bills that's a very 1990s-esque Super Bowl I am here for it. I would have loved it 30 years ago but I'd be okay with it now so we've got that now and I I'll go ahead actually you know what I'm gonna save I'm gonna save my special one for the end so let's go uh let's see I don't want to start with either of you two either let's let you tear apart someone else's uh pick first let's see oh I think I'm missing Lenny's upset special. So let's pull up Dino the intern. Look at this, boys. What's the first thing that pops out at you when you see this bracket? Lenny or Dino is dumbo with his <laughs> NFCO pickup. A little uh, pig Latin going on here, huh? I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Uh, not a fan of Tampa Bay going all the way, huh? No, not at all. No. Sean agrees no. with that. Well, do you see that? So let me let me ask you this: Tom Brady is seven and zero against the Cowboys. Do you think the Buccaneers will at least beat Dallas? No. Yes. Ooh, yes. Okay. Sean says yes. Nate says no. I also say no. I think that this Cowboys team is going to win at least a couple of games. Well, we'll get into my bracket here soon enough. But yeah, Tampa. Over the Cowboys, um, Giants beating the Vikings on his. Can I just say right now, and I'm actually going to bring this down so that, that I can be held accountable for the words that are about to come out of my face. There could not have been a worse playoff matchup in the, history, in the history of the league than this Vikings team versus this Giants team. I swear to God, the only way one of these two teams could have won a playoff football game is this situation for them to play each other neither of them belong here and i will not be watching 4 30 on sunday guys that's when you take your nap am i any disagreement here is there a worse wild card matchup it, for you it'll be competitive i guess i would say the worst matchups um are the afc ones the dolphins bills with the corpse or well not even the corpse but skylar thompson who you know He's like a creative player in Madden that only has like a 70 rating. And then um, and then you've got – you. I, I mean, who, who's playing for the fucking Ravens at quarterback? Like, seriously. Mm. Oh, I want to say it's Huntley or whatever. No, he, he, I think he's out too. Huntley is also – Or Walker. Yes. What's his name? Walker, dude. Well, I can't remember his see. name, but something Walker. Walkers. They, they do have a third stringer rolling. I'm pulling up their depth chart right now. Anthony Brown. Anthony That's Brown right. is the quarterback. Uh, so Huntley still listed as questionable. So that could be a chance. But yeah, I agree with you. That one is probably going to be pretty boring. I, for one, um, I did bet. I'm one of the few people, I think, that even after, actually immediately after they announced Skylar Thompson as the as the starting quarterback, I went ahead and threw a dollar on Miami because I think they will cover the spread. Um, 
it went from ten and a half to thirteen and a half with that. Um, so, and I just think it'll it'll be tight. I, I won't won't be surprised to see the Bills win by two touchdowns, but I don't know. I don't expect Miami to just roll over here. But yeah, there there are going to be some stinkers. If I'm going to be honest with all of you, I think the best uh, watch the games tomorrow. Watch the Saturday games, and then Sunday is going to be kind of a meh. Um, you've got what Bills, Dolphins at one, Vikings. Giants at 4.30. I don't even remember what the Sunday night and then the Monday night games are. But, yeah, Sunday afternoon, great time for choring because, ugh, it is not going to be good. So, uh, I will go – let's go to – Hey, I do want to – Oh, go ahead. Did I lose you? Sean, you're uh... – think we have lost him so do you hear me oh there hear me he now? is yeah yes what what were, what were you saying sir my bad dude so uh yeah so i did want to say something about dino's pick that really stood out to me and not in a good way but he's <laughs> really got the ravens beating the Bengals, which blows my mind um i would Thanks. love someday to get his input and why he made that pick because I would love to hear what he has to say, because I don't think anything he would say would make any fucking sense, because that's a terrible pick. You make sure he knows that. And he's going to be stuck bringing us coffee for the rest of his internship, because he's fucking up right now. I'm just saying, that's a terrible pick. Make sure he knows. Uh, He definitely definitely will know. And I will say, in his defense, which I still would not have made this choice, which you'll all be able to confirm here momentarily, he did. He sent his picks. He was probably one of the earliest to send them in to me. So Lamar had not officially been ruled out when he submitted his picks. So if I'm going to play devil's advocate and try to make an excuse for him, I'm going to say that he was holding on to hope that Lamar Jackson would play. However, that's still not enough for me to think that the Ravens would beat the Bengals in that scenario. So that is if, you think, if you think that's bad, Wait till you get a load of Lenny. So here he is on the Twitter feed. Wasn't able to pull up the photo for some reason. I swear I thought I had it here, but uh, I don't. So here we go. Bills over the Seahawks. Now, uh, Lenny, let me preface this in in that shit-eating Lenny with the little grin on his face did say that I meant to say little Lenny with the shit-eating grin on his face, and that, that, that came out very badly. But uh, he did say this was his upset special bracket, So, and that is, should be pretty evident with all that green you see running, running rampant through the NFC. But let me ask you guys, uh, what do you think about this? I got a trash can over here somewhere that I can throw this in. I'm doing this. I'm trying to make you guys look good. All right, you know, Lenny, Lenny, you know, we don't. There's, there's not a lot I can say about Lenny right now. There's, there's entire books been written about Lenny uh, and and his ways. So, uh, Sean, I, yeah, just any any thoughts here? Here's how I'll reframe this. Here's how I'll bring this into something cohesive and coherent. What uh How far do you think the Seahawks can actually go? Do we even see them getting past San Francisco? Let me remind you. That the San Francisco 49ers are starting some dude named Brock Purdy at quarterback. Who's looked pretty, really fucking good, mind you. 
be good. I just want to go on the record saying that I swooped him up on the waiver wire. He did some pretty good stuff for me those last few weeks of uh, fantasy football, I'm going to say. Hey, he, he's been playing good. He's averaged at least 16 points a game in fantasy, which isn't terrible for a Wait. Mr. Irrelevant, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, dude. Hey, and waiver wires are what wins you championships. I will stand by that. My last two champions, I committed exactly zero trades, but I won the waiver wire down the stretch. And that guys like that, that's how you do it, folks. But, yeah, I, I am hesitant. I've seen a lot of 49ers love getting them all the way to the, the chip. I just don't know about that. I'm not ready to give them that kind of grace. And I really do think, although I think Lenny's ridiculous here, having Geno – lead the team all the way to the Super Bowl, I will not be surprised to see the Seahawks playing the Eagles in the divisional round. I would not be surprised to see the Seahawks get past the 49ers here. I, I, might, be, I might be crazy. That's completely fine. But I'm, I'm sticking with it. So here, I, do, do one of you want to volunteer as tribute to go next, or should we put me up on the altar so you two can I'll play? I'll go, man. Nate, let's go, baby. Let's go. And that's a pretty a pretty good segue, seeing as I just dumped all over the team you picked to win. <laughs> what do we got here? Let's let's pick let's go round for round. Since with the three of us that are here, I think we can dive in a little bit deeper, right? So Bills over Dolphins, I got no problem there. Sean, jump in when you hear something you don't like. How about that? Um Bengals over Ravens. Chargers over Jags. I think that's going to be the most fun matchup of this mm-hmm. first weekend. Chargers-Jags is the game to watch. A real coin flip for me. I won't be surprised at this outcome, but I really – maybe that's where we stop on the AFC side, Sean. you seen this. Chargers over the Chiefs. Now, no one yeah, yeah, yeah. knows the AFC West better than you, at least no one in this room. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay, I want to make sure my thing was acting up a little bit again. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be interesting – um, I will wait. Well, I haven't revealed my picks yet, but I think my pick of that will kind of be pretty revealing how I feel. But uh, Ooh. but yeah, the Chargers Chiefs would be an interesting matchup for sure. Um, I I don't want to see either team win to be honest. So <laughs> they both can suck a big one. It's, it's up to me. Right. But uh, yeah, this is a decent uh little bracket though um i agree with quite a bit of these um just a few picks that we differ but i mean these are actually we have fairly similar brackets in this in a lot of these games so i don't know it's uh it's not bad at all i like that uh he's got the Bengals advancing which is dope because uh yeah i don't see the ravens honestly the ravens don't belong and in my opinion, like they just don't belong this year. Like they don't have Lamar Jackson. Like they're they shouldn't even be here. But uh, that's just my opinion, bro. I don't disagree with that. And I will say, Nate, my favorite game that you've picked the Niners versus Cowboys in an NFC Championship would be very cool to my nostalgia hungry brain. So. Yeah, that one, that one is is good. I like that, Sean. We're gonna go to me next, and then you, because I actually have two of them, and I'll uh, so that way you guys don't have to deal with me back to back. I'm gonna slide myself in here. Um, so here we go. This is mine, boys. Do your worst. I will say this was my first take. I I did multiple 
of these, but I decided that it was best just to stick with my original first take for the show. So that way I'm not flip-flopping all over. So this was the first bracket I made when I discovered MyPlayoffPicks.com. I don't hate it. I mean, the the Bengals over the Chiefs makes a lot of sense because I don't know what voodoo um, Cincinnati's got over Kansas City, but like I, I mean, Kansas City can't seem to find their way out of the fucking ocean if goddamn land hit them in the face or something like that against the Bengals. So that one's not too bad. Um, I just I don't think the Cowboys are consistent enough to get to the um, you know, to the big game there. But I mean, it's not it's not terrible. Like it's not it's not Lenny level or Dino picking the Bucks for whatever goddamn reason he decided to pick them. Hey, if he's right though, ooh, you never know. Sean, what do you, what do you got? What do you hate most about my bracket? Um, honestly, man, like. I think your my brackets are a lot more similar than my Nate's, but I, there really isn't anything that I do hate about this. I mean, I will tell you, I don't see the Cowboys making it past the Bucks, but I also don't have the Bucks going far at all. But I just think, I don't know, I don't have much trust in the Cowboys. Like, I feel like they, in my opinion, they just they're choke artists. So, like, I think they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they'll probably play a decent game, but I think Tom will find a way to weasel that game in his favor um but yeah man other than that there's nothing i hate like it's actually pretty solid practice like i can see it playing out like that quite a bit actually well i appreciate that and yeah I'll, to to speak on it a little bit i will say i think the afc i don't know not that it's easier but there are to me there are more defined clearly better teams in the AFC as compared as compared to in the NFC tell me who you like like who I and and maybe this will be a time for us to stop briefly and talk about the Eagles because the three of us haven't had a chance to talk about it but I have been one of the few since like week eight or nine that has been saying this team isn't that good like they are not what were they were they 14 and two or whatever like they weren't they weren't as good as their record indicated. We're talking about a team that barely beat the Colts. We're talking about a team that barely beat the Texans. Like, they are not – the Eagles, to me, it's – they're not a f- heavily favored one seed to me. Like, this isn't something where I'm like, oh, wow. Like, in, in my opinion, only the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals is going to beat the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals, right? Like, there's those three, and then there's everybody else. I don't see that with the Eagles. What do you guys think? Uh, do you agree with me there, or is or is the NFC a little more cut and dry than I? Because to me, this is chaos. I could see any one of these teams, not named Minnesota or New York, actually ending up in the Super Bowl somehow. Um, I don't think it's not as clear cut who the top people are in terms of like you can look by the seeds, but I mean, I think there's you know. There's it to me. It personally, you know, obviously, since I picked them, um, you know, the Niners are the are the top team in that, you know, that side of the bracket. There, um, I just I don't know that I really trust the Eagles moving forward. Um, and Dallas, I mean, they did have Gardner Minshew, but Dallas did beat them. 
and they almost beat them with Jalen Hurts. So, you know, I just, yeah. And then Minnesota, obviously, you know, what are they, 11-0 in one score game, 7-0 or something like that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Credit. Yeah, I mean, that's – we knock them, and I think rightfully so, but, you know – Winning those close games has to count for something. What about what about you, Sean? Are there? How do you feel about the NFC? Are, is it is it a little more I easily mean, defined for you? No, I mean the AFC definitely. I will say this: like I think it, if the AFC, no matter if it's the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, like whoever makes it out of the AFC to the big game is going to win it. I just don't see any team in the AFC that is strong enough to beat any team coming out of the AFC. Like. Like it's going to be one of those big three, right? Like it's either going to be the Bengals, Chiefs, or Bills. Like I don't see it being any other team but one of those teams. So like, whichever of those three make it, any of those three teams could easily beat any team in the AFC, whether it's the Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, whatever. Um, but as far as the NFC goes, yeah, I think there's really only a couple teams like the Niners and uh, the. Uh, Cowboys that I think are strong, I guess. Like, I don't know. The Eagles, I meant to say the Eagles, not the Cowboys. But the Eagles and the Niners um, are probably going to make it, I think. Um, and then, yeah, it's pretty weak. Like, you got the fucking Seahawks in there, man. You got, like, teams that are just like, what, what the hell are they even in there? Like, the Giants? Like, who saw that coming? Like, I just, I don't know, man. It's just kind of a weird uh, – lineup coming out the NFC, bro. Seattle, before we move on, because I do want to look at Sean's bracket here, but you mentioned Seattle, and I just have to take a stop here, because A, I will say, I agree with that take, Sean. I think that's a very good take. I think the AFC Championship this year is essentially the Super Bowl, but uh, or at least it'll be the It'll feel like the championship game as long, or it might even actually be a divisional game. The way things might shake out, who knows? You know, if one of these big three gets upset, we may we may have our de facto championship played in the second round, which would be awkward. But uh, I do want to say, like, how smart does Seattle look right now? They're in the playoffs. Denver won four games, right? Uh, something like that. And how smart do they look for not? committing all that money to Russell, getting somebody else to not only pay the man, but to give them assets in return, and then to hold to their guns while hey, this is a time for me to raise my hand and say I was dead wrong about Geno Smith. I was one of the first people in line to mock that decision and holy shit, am I eating my words, and am I happy to do it, by the way. Like, very happy for Geno, but shit, how smart do these guys look? Now they're talking about him getting a big deal and staying in Seattle or maybe getting big money elsewhere, so I don't I know, man. See- I could see him getting a not to jump in, you know, because obviously we're talking about other things, but I could see him getting a Tannehill style deal, not like a, you know, whatever the fuck Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson got. But Tannehill seems about the benchmark right there. That is fair. A nice like a, a like a yeah. long, an extended bridge, right? Not like a year yeah. two year bridge, but he's you're like, yeah, you know, let him be your Alex Smith until you find your Pat Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. So now it is time for Sean B's bracket. So what are we thinking here, Nate? I see Tampa winning against Dallas, which we've talked about why that makes sense. I I have a really hard time betting against Brady, but I did it. 
I personally did it this time around. Giants over Vikings. That's been a pretty popular pick in our groups uh, so mm-hmm. far when I'm looking at these. And then we got the Jags. Yeah, man, look at that. That divisional. Yeah, Chiefs. It's either going to be Chiefs-Jags or Chiefs-Chargers and then Bills-Bengals. We are all fairly damn certain of that. Yeah, I don't hate it. And, I mean, it makes sense. You're playing essentially chalk on the right side with the one exception being the Giants getting that dub. Um, But then within it playing out with the one against the two, I mean, it it makes sense. It's a very logical bracket. I I have a really hard time seeing the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, but uh, I had a – had a hard time seeing the Bengals in the Super Bowl at this time last season too. So uh, absolutely well within, yeah. well within. I can't, I can't, I can't explain why I got the Eagles going. If you would like me to, absolutely, I would it. love it. Yeah. So as, like, so as you see, I got the Niners and the Eagles. I do see the Niners getting to the NFC Championship, but my thing is like, man, as good as Brock Purdy's been playing, I, I. I I think Jalen Hurts is the more talented quarterback, and I think he'll he will overcome anything the Niners throw at him. Like the, the key is going to be, can they stop the Niners' pass rush? If they can stop the Niners' pass rush and keep Jalen Hurts alive, like he'll, you know, I think he'll be able to do enough with his feet, especially that he can pull out the victory. Because, dude, he's, I mean, he's doing some incredible things, not only with his arm, but just the way he can, like. It's almost like, uh, you know, kind of Lamar Jackson-like, the way he can move with his feet, and he can score a lot. I mean, having him on my fantasy team this year really did make me realize just how good he was as far as, like, what he can do numbers-wise. So, I think, you know, to make your point, Kev, like, there was a lot of close wins that they had, some that they definitely scraped by with. But the fact is they still came out number one seed, which I think speaks to the talent on that team. Their defense is really good, too. The Eagles' defense is pretty solid. So I think they can do enough to shake up the nerves on Brock Purdy. And like I said, if they can keep Jalen Hurts safe and keep that pass rush away, I, th- I think they can pull out this victory. So that's why I got them going to the game. I like it. It's very sound. And I will say, just to throw in while we're piling accolades onto Jalen Hurts, I don't know if you guys caught this. Tom Brady was not impressed. In fact, Tom Brady – hit uh hit the reporter with his version of cool stat bro which i have saved that video now because we will maybe be enhancing (laughs) cool stat bro into this but yeah jalen hurts is also now the best and most efficient qb sneaker of all time apparently or at least this season he's been the best at converting those so even the little thing like very Small things you might not think about, but, hey, one thing, you can almost guarantee it. If the Eagles get inside the five, you can put six on the board. Um, and when you have a guy that can do that, that can virtually sneak the ball in from two yards out, um, that is very valuable. Um, it, it might sound like I'm overinflating it, but you try to score inside the red zone in the NFL and then tell me that that's not a valuable skill. Even though Tom Brady, now that he's not the best at it, is one to scoff at uh, the ability that it requires. But that's not like Tom Brady's a petty person or anything like that. It's not like he's a sore loser and bad winner. But I don't know anything about that. I just know he weirdly kissed his son on the mouth for too long. But anyway, (laughs) speaking of weird things, I want to show you guys the final bracket, all right? Now, this is meant to be taken with the utmost seriousness and respect. So here we go. Boom. This is what's really going to happen. After 
plus years waiting for their chance, the Buffalo Bills will make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And who will be standing in their way, boys? None other. But their Darth Vader, their mm-hmm. empire, the Dallas Cowboys. In, in, in what would be really like, this is so fitting of 2022. We've got the requel aspect. We've got like the nostalgia pop here. We're, we're redoing an old 90s Super Bowl. But this time, right, this time we think that those plucky little upstarts in Buffalo, they're actually the better team, and they're going to win it this time. Newsflash, that Buffalo team in the 90s was the better team sometimes, too. They had a very powerful offense. Woo! So I'm telling you, if you see Bills, Cowboys in the Super Bowl, run for the hills, Bills fans. I just I don't have the heart to see this happen to you again. But, yeah, I couldn't help myself. Once I saw that that was a possibility, I said, you know what's really going to happen? It's going to be Cowboys versus Niners in the NFC champion. I'm just going to get all my 90s nostalgia, boys. That's what's going to happen. We're going to get – I need to fix one thing about this, I think. Won't be the – oh, wait, Niners. That's where it was. Yeah, Niners, Cowboys. Look at – look at – I mean, as a fan of the NFL in the 90s and 2000s, like look at some of these matchups. You'll get a Chiefs Chargers over here. You'll get uh, 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles. You got three different – divisional games up in here and then eagles cowboys i don't know again some of y'all might remember before andy reed got uh his shiny pat mahomes toy he used to make regular stops at the nfc championship with the eagles so i don't know this is what i want to happen in my heart of hearts just don't tell any of the cowboys fans i did that i really don't want them think i'm on their side i can't have that boys i can tell you all really loved my cowboys bracket it's fine it's fine (laughs) It's fine. I have a palate cleanser for you, all right? You're going to like this. You're going to like this. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here, bitch! That's right. Do that shit again, bitch. 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 You can't fucking believe they brought this back. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Thank you for making a very legal hit. Good job. My favorite part was there at the end when she says, Look at my tit. Don't fix it. Let him see it. Uh, is that the part that throws me about this? It's like, Why are they in sports bras, dude? You know, like. Oh. My question is, yeah, you're in a sports bra, but like, what part of actual football pants is lingerie? Like, yeah, they're just wearing leggings, dude. It's rough, man. And ah, like these women are probably tougher than a lot of dudes playing arena. Like that's a, I mean that's that's a tackle. Like that's a real tackle. You know, mm-hmm. they're going out here getting all kinds of rug burns and turf burns. But yeah, I just. It throws me now. Listen, I'm not one who, like I'm not above the male gaze. Okay, listen. All right, there, there, a number of attractive women on that football field, and I don't mind looking at cleavage any more than the next guy does. But doesn't it kind of feel out of place, like in this scenario? Like I don't. Right? Like, am I wrong here, guys? Would you be, like I said, there's a joke where she's trying to get the ref to see her because her titty popped out. And so she wants the ref to see it probably like as a joke to be like, hey, don't you want to see it? You know, give us a good call later. But like, I, I don't, 
I really don't think I'd get any enjoyment out of seeing a uh, running back's breast slip out of her uh, shoulder pads. I don't know. It just feels like a weird time to be having titties slip out. But maybe I'm putting too much thought into this. Let me ask you guys, will you watch the LFL? Are you ready for this? No. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I already got season tickets, dude. <laughs> of course he'd be the Sean. <laughs> Sean's like, no, oh, I I've actually, seen the, he's like, you should see the other angle where you can see your nipple. It's great. No, go ahead. <laughs> but no, I actually I did not even know this was a thing until just now. That's that's wild. Um, I probably won't watch it actively, but if there was something like this that popped up in my feed, like clips or whatever, I'll, I'll check it out just because I'm sure it'll be funny. It was trending on Twitter, but yeah, I'm not going to be uh, catching any uh, – Andre games anytime soon. I tell you what, she gives Draymond Green a run for his money as far as best <laughs> mic'd up athletes, though. That was that is just something else. So I I just I had a lot of fun with that. And before we go back into any more football stuff, you know, I wanted to give Nate a chance. Nate's got some big racing news coming down the pipe now before we dive into it, i want to remind all of you that we here at bite size sports we're a little into the racing game all right now it doesn't always go our way but we're into it all right we we really want you to support our guy david westergreen driving our bite size sports car big fan one day maybe we'll have nate out here in the i racing world but listen we we are we are on our way Nate and I will be covering some races again this year. We've covered races before. Check it out on the channel. Check it out in the archives. But anyway, now I hand the mic off to our resident racing expert covering the race beat. Nate B., what you got? Well, two little – well, not real. one of them is not really little. Um, one is apparently Travis Pastrana is going to be attempting the Daytona 500 next month. For those who don't know, he's big like motocross, nitro circus, you know, that sort of sort of stuff. So this is, I mean, he's done some races before, but this kind of off the cuff, like nobody expected this. And then the other one is um, Kyle Larson, who is a 2021 cup champion, is going to be running the Indianapolis 500 in 2024 and doing the double, which is running that and the Coke 600 in the same day. So 1,100 miles of racing in the same day. Oh, my God. That does not sound fun at all to me. Nate, you have a better appreciation for the sport, I would say. So let me ask you, even with your love of this sport, would if given the opportunity, would you would – you, do both of those races like i just feels like that's too much yeah i would i mean i would but i'm also not in the shape to do it or the skill to do it or anything like that but i mean it's been done a handful of times there's the first time it happened was in 94 um tony stewart's done it twice and he's been the most successful uh with a I think it was a sixth place finish and a third place finish and ran all 1100 miles and was the only person to ever do it. Uh, most recent time was in 2014 with Kurt Busch. Um, the person that's done it the most is Robbie Gordon. He's done it five times um, with 
you know, some mediocre success, I guess. So, you know, and, and the fact that he's running with Arrow McLaren, uh, which is, you know, up and, well, I don't want to say up and coming, but, you know, rising to the top. I mean, when you think of McLaren, you, you think of some success there. So, no, what for that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting to see how it does and how he's held, how good he'll be, you know, next year. So, and of course, you know, like clockwork, they announce it 500 days before the 2024 Indy 500, whether that was on purpose or what, you know. It's a nice touch. We'll, we'll give him credit for it being on purpose. It's quite a coincidence if it wasn't. So we'll uh, we'll just at least give them the credit for being super smart. So what is up next? Like, what's the next big race that you are looking towards, Nate? Like, what's the next one maybe that you're going to? Or maybe if you're not able to go to it, what's the one that you'll certainly be watching? Um, they've got – you've got the uh, Rolex 24-hour. I'll watch a little bit of it. But it's uh, t- Rolex 24 hours at Daytona. So it's 24-hour race on the Daytona road course. Um, after that, you've got um, the Bush Clash, so the exhibition race for the Cup Series, and that'll be at the L.A. Coliseum. Um, they build a temporary track on the inside. Um, it's pretty neat. That's and then you got the you got the 500 after that. So uh, Formula One and IndyCar don't start till like March end of February. So it's just those couple of things that are coming up. We are getting there. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to those popping up, and I'm looking forward to us covering it right here on Bite Size Sports. I Hopefully, we will still have Sean here. I know he will probably checked out during the racing portion of the show, but that's okay because this next question is for you, Nate. According to Ian Rappaport, sources the Bears are expected to name Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren as their new president and CEO, a major hire for the organization and for Warren, who spent time in the NFL prior to college football as a top executive for the Vikings. So, Nate, as a Bears fan, how are we feeling? Is this, I don't know if this has been official, this is a yesterday's news kind of tweet, so I don't know what new has come, so please feel free to enlighten me. But if this is as it lies, no. how are you feeling? I feel I, I've seen some stuff that they're going to kind of do it similar to like what they were doing with Ted Phillips, who was an accountant helping on the football side of things. So if that's the case, I'm a little less worn to it. But I mean, he, you know, I think they hired him because he, you know, helped the Vikings get that massive, you know, stadium. So I, that part of that is like they're trying to buy the Arlington Park site and, you know, build a whole, basically like a SoFi stadium complex like they have out there or, you know, some of these other stadiums like Gillette Stadium is older, but they have like Patriots Town and, you know, bars and stuff like that. I mean, Lambeau Field, there's a whole Packers Hall of Fame and other things out there. So um, it's just a matter of are they going to do it at Arlington Park or, or whatnot and Kevin Warren helped with that. Um, I don't think he was as popular in the Big Ten, but you never know. Yeah, that's fair. And I thought it was an interesting hire. And now hearing your explanation makes me, I guess, feel a little bit better about it. But yeah, when I'm sitting here thinking, like, what does the commissioner of the Big Ten, how does that translate to running 
one professional football team. It, I don't see a lot of correlation there, but knowing that he at one point had done some things for the Vikings, then maybe that's good. So uh, sounds like it's not the worst hire in the world. But we also have, I wanted to bring this up because we talked about it earlier in the show. So here we go. We have this for you, Sean. Lamar Jackson officially did not practice today and is not expected to play Sunday. He has already, Lamar confirmed that himself with a tweet, but Tyler Huntley resumed throwing yesterday and was listed as a limited participant at practice. Does that, that doesn't change anything for us, does it, Sean? Still going Bengals? Yeah, I'm still going Bengals. I, I mean, I will not surprise Lamar's not playing, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, even if he was, I still would be taking the Bengals just because, I mean, I, I don't know, I just think the Bengals are that team this year. There's something about it, the energy. I mean, them coming so close last year, coming up short, you can definitely tell they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and I'm usually one not to bet against a team like that. Uh, it's definitely got to feel like they got something to prove. So, yeah, I would be taking them regardless if Lamar was playing or not. Yeah, that's fair. And you bring up a good point about the Bengals. The the old Super Bowl hangover adage, that used to be a thing for a while where the team who lost in the Super Bowl wouldn't even make the playoffs the next year. And so for me, if you would – eclipse that threshold like if you're able to get past the whole uh, we didn't even make the playoffs thing then all right you're the you're the defending afc champion champion and you're back you got that chip on your shoulder and then they had that unfortunate situation uh, with the demar hamlin thing with the bills where it, it seems harsh to phrase it this way but i don't know how else to phrase it but in a sense the Bengals kind of got punished in in that one um it was obviously uh, unprecedented situation. I don't expect them to be able to handle it differently or better. But, yeah, I mean, the Bengals probably – and not that they're having any ill will towards DeMar, but I'm, I'm sure it's an added chip of, okay, the NFL didn't really do anything to help us here, so now we're a little bit pissed off. Almost as pissed off as I am. See that Twitter is still using a photo of DeMontis Sabonis – when the Pacers are trending. How pathetic is that, guys? Like, this guy has not been on this team for over a year now, and Twitter has not updated the photo. Of That's course pathetic. they haven't, because no one cares about the Pacers. Oh, get out of here, man. Get out of here. At least 20 people care. So many people care. Um, while I find the next story, did you guys see this one? The NCAA has tightened transfer rules for players who have transferred mm-hmm. more than once in their careers. I hate this. Nate, how do you feel? Um, I mean, I don't fuck them, I guess. I mean, I haven't really looked into it too much. I mean, there are some ridiculous ass, um, a lot of transferring, but at the same time, like you don't hold coaches to their contracts and stuff. So I was wondering if you would get there because that's where I was going. Like, when are we going to do the same for coaches? When are we going to say, hey, you're two and six team yeah actually you can't go take another job somewhere else because you get like no you have to sit here and finish out the year otherwise i don't like this at all i don't care if a kid transfers six times in four years i don't really care Mm -hmm. Uh, as long as coaches can still leave them in the dead of night like the baltimore colts then i am going to side with the players they're the ones generating the income here anyway like let's not kid ourselves Nobody is going – if Nick Saban's ass gets put out in the street, 
millions of people are still going to watch Alabama football. I promise you, I will bet everything in this room on it that those fans don't walk with Nick Saban, that the Clemson fans won't walk with Dabo Sweeney, all right? So allow these players the same flexibility that you allow the dickheads who make $8 million off of their hard work. Meanwhile, I don't know. I'm going to withhold. I'm not going to judge all college coaches based on some of the bad ones, but I'm just going to say they're not all worth their money, and they get to come and go however they please with guaranteed money, yada, yada, just a bunch of bullshit that I do not like. So why would we be, you know, taking it out on the players here? So did you guys see this? I, I don't want to ask for opinions if we haven't seen it. So did you see the video, the New Year's video between Dana White and his wife? Sean, are you up to date on this one? I heard about it, but I did not see the video. Okay. Um, Nate, I heard that he uh, opened up a can of whoop-ass on his wife mm-hmm. or something crazy like that. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, they were slapping each other, I, I do believe. But, yeah, he definitely he definitely slapped her. Nate, have you seen the video? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I have. And, like, you just can't be doing that sort of fucking shit. Like, I know she, you know, was a participant, but um, – Oh, yeah, by no means was that – What the uh, fuck, man? Yeah. And then the fact that he says something stupid as fuck like this. You tell me I take 30 days off, how does that hurt me? Like – like, dude, seriously, shut the fuck up, man, and just take a punishment. Like, don't be a bitch like this. Exactly. And that and that kind of was my point. And that's why, Sean, for what it's worth, you know, I don't know that not having – seeing the video I don't think is a prerequisite for having an opinion on this topic. But that basically what we're getting at is the man slapped his wife and got caught doing so on camera. Again, as, as Nate and I both mentioned, like, yes, they, it was not a one-sided thing, but we both are in agreement that as, as the man, like, that's your job to walk away from the situation, not to, not to slap your wife. Uh, but the question I have, or, or what I'm getting at here, is Dana White is in a unique position because he's the boss. So there is no one to suspend him. There is no, if one of his fighters did this, Damn straight, they're they're suspended, right, because of the PR and all that stuff. Uh, but Dana White, much like Vince McMahon, who we probably won't talk about much on this show, but who I have been talking about at length on some other programming, they're in these unique positions where not only are they the boss, but they like they own enough of the business to be able to just do whatever they want. So no one no one's gonna be able to hold this guy accountable. So for him to go out here and say something this fucking stupid, you know, if I. It, if I take 30, how does it hurt me? It hurts the company. Well, the, hurting you hurts the company, dipshit. Uh, or hurting the company hurts you, you know? Like, right. it's it's one of those things, like, yeah, you might have to, uh, God forbid, you be accountable for negatively impacting people's lives whom you've negatively impacted. Like, that's so dumb to say, oh, well, uh, no, I can't, I can't be held accountable. Other people might suffer. Well, like other people are already going to suffer because of this. You're just a coward. So, Sean, what would you do if if somebody? Uh, what what do you think Dana White should do? Do you think should he uh, suspend himself or he should should he just say I'm the boss? I'll slap whoever I want. That's tough, man. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I didn't make it easy for you. No, you're good. It's just like <laughs> I, I think he should definitely step away. For a little bit, if he if if he gives a shit enough about the UFC to where he wants to save his company and save the brand, then in the public eye, yeah, the right thing would be to do is step up to the side for a little while, maybe put someone else 
you know, as the face um, for a little bit so he can kind of redeem himself. But it doesn't sound like he's going to do that. And I can't say I'm surprised because I've always thought he was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, he's never the vibe he's given off throughout the years. He's never – I can't say I'm surprised he's going to do to beat his wife. Like, that doesn't surprise no, me. Um, totally the fact that it's been recorded, caught on camera, and now here we are trying to hold this to accountable, and he obviously has no sense of self-accountability at all. So, yeah, it's hard to say what he's going to do, but if I had to guess, he's probably not going to do shit. He's going to keep going about his life, and – guess we all can suck it because he's Dana White and he's the boss. So. No yeah, no. The worst part about this whole thing is I'm just now realizing how much me and this chode look alike when you have my small picture right here <laughs> next to this. That's, that is embarrassing. Uh, it's okay. Not all bald people can be as beautiful as me, Dana. It's quite all right. You'll get there someday, <laughs> bud. Uh, but there, there we have all of that. We are closing in on an hour, so I do not want to keep – uh you guys uh too much longer i don't know i'm at at your leisure here so um what do we have do is there anything uh that i haven't brought up that we wanted to talk about um nate do you have anything that is burning at you you'd like to discuss with the folks any new hot news stories in the sports world Um, i don't think i really have anything else personally Wonderful, wonderful. I've got so much NBA stuff, but I will spare you too because I know you probably don't want to hear it. But the NBA All Star voting is a sham right now. What about you, Sean? Any any stories that have popped that we haven't gotten to that you wanted to get to? No, no. I think we pretty much covered everything that uh, you know I had thought of or wanted to talk about. So yeah, I mean, nothing's really sticking out as of right now. Um, I would love to hear some NBA stuff, but considering we are approaching that hour mark probably wouldn't want to hear it tonight but i'm definitely down to chat it up about some nba soon because there's a lot happening and uh there's a few questions i have for you as well my door's always open and we're doing not only the bite-sized sports podcast but this program right here supersized sports whenever i'm blessed enough to have guests but we've got late night bites and biting early so dude i'm out here we can talk about this anytime (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, the, what I will do, I guess, is to do something fun to wrap this up before we say goodbyes to everybody. I will just let you each tell me. Uh, I got two quarterbacks alleged to be on the move. Both of them are mentioned in the same breath as my beloved Colts. So we've got Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. I'd love to know from each of you uh, what, where you think you'll see them playing next year. So I'll start with you, Nate. Where do you see Rodgers or Carr, whatever order? Where do you see them playing? Uh, Green Bay for Rodgers. And I'm going with Washington or the Jets for Carr. Washington or the Jets. Okay, I like those. Okay, Sean, what about you? Where do you see Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr playing next year? So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. And I think uh, Carr will wind up in New Orleans. New Orleans. Ooh, I like that one too. uh, For those of you who don't know, Dennis Allen is the coach of the New Orleans Saints as of right now, and he also was the first NFL head coach that Carr played under. So there's some history there. There's some, you know, they still talk, supposedly, they still communicate with each other fairly regularly. So there's a relationship there. Um, 
And New Orleans has some intriguing pieces. I think that uh, Derek Carr would uh, you know, have some appeal for. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the other teams that they talked about, like the Panthers, the Jets, um, the Commanders, I mean, these are all teams that are just as dysfunctional, if not more dysfunctional than the Raiders. I know David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, has said publicly that Wherever Derek goes, he is looking for somewhere with some organizational stability. And quite frankly, a lot of these teams that they've been throwing around don't have that. So I think of all the ones that have came up, the Saints seem like probably the best option. Um, I know the Colts have been mentioned, but again, you know, not to throw a knife in your side there, Kev, but they aren't known for stability either, brother, for quite a while with the Jeff Saturday situation and don't really know what's going on with that. And I know he's just looking for somewhere that has some like staple pieces, especially from like a front office and coaching aspect. So if I had to pick as of right now, I, I think it's probably going to be the same for, for the car. Yeah. Good reasoning too. And I would say, Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing too. One more thing that's worth mentioning. He does have a no trade clause. So at the end of the day, he does get to fairly determine where he goes. Yep. So he can obviously act any shitty team they throw at him, like the commanders or whatever. I just don't see that. I just don't see him going there for the fact that, dude, that's just a shit show of an organization. It's a definite I mean, they're, they're right there in the same boat as the Raiders for, for you know, just being dysfunctional. So I don't see that happening um, just for that reason alone. But, yeah, that no trade clause is something definitely to keep an eye on. Uh, it's going to make things interesting for sure. I agree with that, and good reasoning too. I, I, I agree – with a lot of what you've said, and yeah, maybe last year, uh, going into last off season when this rumor started with Derek Carr and the Colts, they would have had that, you know, because at that point they would have had Frank Reich was still there. There was a lot of consistency, and that is the one thing about the Colts. Uh, I don't view it as a positive, but if you're looking for a steady hand, Chris Ballard's going into his sixth year as a general manager, so the Colts do have that going for them. Uh, and they do seem to be taking their head coaching job seriously. They're hot. They've interviewed a lot of quality candidates. They aren't just resting on their laurels, so to speak, and banking on Jeff Saturday somehow just magically becoming. So is he is NFL he pretty coach. much out? Because I'm not super familiar with that situation. It's just no. pretty much known that Jeff Saturday is gone. No, not at all. But uh, he he's absolutely a candidate. But Eric Benemy has been interviewed. Uh, Bubba Vitrone, um, the Broncos defensive coordinator, and who was the – they just had another one today. Uh, so they have another former – I think former head coach or another talented defensive coordinator. Uh, so they've had – I don't – I want – I really want to say D'Amico Ryans, but I don't know if that's it. But the, So they've had four quality he's, candidates. I don't know if he's interviewed there, but he's definitely going to be on somebody's radar. Yep, yep, he, absolutely. And – I think it was interesting while we're talking about other coaches, Jim Caldwell. Someone reached out to him about an O coordinator job, and he said, bro, I've been, I've, I've been interviewed for two head coaching jobs. I think I'm going to come be your OC. Get out of here. So props to Jim Caldwell. I really would love to see that man coach again. Um, kind of got a bad deal. But I have to answer my own question, right, I guess, at some point. Mm-hmm. So Derek Carr, I am going to say I actually – Man, I'm going to stick with the Jets because that's where I originally had thought. Sean made a really good argument for New Orleans, and I'm tempted to just pivot right now. But 
for the sake of continuity, I'll stick with the Jets. But if Aaron Rodgers goes anywhere, uh, there's only two places I could see him going. One would be Vegas to potentially reunite with Devontae Adams. Do they have the money, though? Probably not. (laughs) No, probably not. not. And this might be what blows the hole in my next option, which would be, of course, those Indianapolis Colts because Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee are best friends. And, you know, if there's one thing you can say about Earsay, even though he's dumb as a box of rocks, he wants to win. He's dedicated to winning. He just wrote a letter to all the Colts fans saying, I promise you, as long as I'm the owner, this won't be a team about making money. It'll Our only goal every year will be to win a championship. So while it looks really bad right now in Indianapolis, it's not, to me, without reason. This was a team going into this season, people thought this was a playoff team. People thought this was a lock to win the division. They were, they were just a Matt Ryan away, right? So obviously we've learned the offensive line is trash. That defense, before it got worn down by the geriatric – turnover machine that is Matt Ryan fumbling the ball 48 times in one season in his own red zone that was a top 10 defense so much of the points so much of the red zone scoring they gave up was because their opponent was starting drives in the red zone like what are you supposed to do Uh, you just got off the field two plays later Matt Ryan fumbles and you're back out on the field on your own 23 give this defense some slack Um, so I don't know I if if he if he goes anywhere because honestly I think retirement or Green Bay it does Green Bay only doesn't sound good to me because of what Alan Lazar just said recently in that post game. Doesn't sound like anybody wants to be in Green Bay right now. Uh, but I, I it it would be weird seeing Aaron Rodgers play in any other uniform. So if he's gonna do it, I think it's gonna have to be some really weird, unique reason. And either you know playing with a playing with a close friend or going to a situation where he could win and and I don't know just get drunk with Pat McAfee all year might be something he wants to do. So. There we go. That's me throwing it, uh, throwing a wasp in there and shaking the bag around because I don't think anybody really thinks Aaron Rodgers will end up in Indianapolis. But somehow they were one of the top five favorites of places. Yeah, go, that so. was kind of weird. <laughs> hey, I'm not an odds maker, but I'll bet I'll bet a dollar on that. But anyway, uh, you can see all of our Twitters right here on the screen. So. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you both, Nate and Sean. I love it so much when either of you can join me, but especially both of you. I hope we get to do this more often. And let me know, folks, in in the crowd, you know, let let us know what you want to see. Give us some comments, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe. We appreciate it. I'll give you each a chance to say goodbye. Nate, we'll start with you. Sound off. If there's anything any you got going on, you want the people to follow you somewhere, what you got for them? I don't know. <laughs> Good. Perfect. That's that's good. Perfect. You guys follow me. I'll tell you when you can see Nate. What about you, Sean? Anything uh anything that I haven't gone over that you want the people to know? No, I just uh, appreciate you having me on. It was nice to do this with both of you. Definitely looking forward to more of these. Even though Nate is a spinal as fuck and screwed me out of three hundred dollars in fantasy football this year. I still got love for the guy. So I am looking forward to the next time around. And uh, thanks again, fellas. It was fun. And thank you most of all at home for letting us uh, dipshits do this for you. We much appreciate it. We'll see you next time.